We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And there it is as the buzzer sounds. Germany defeats the USA 113-111 to head to the World Cup final. The USA will be back in action in the bronze medal game against Canada. So still have a chance to be on the podium. But congratulations to Germany securing a huge win here in Manila as the USA will once again have to settle for the bronze potentially and that won't be easy as Canada will be obviously licking their chops at a chance to take down the USA here. Hey there Knicks fans and fellow Americans. Uh, it's your boy John of the Macri coming at you with a little mini um, recap and reaction more reaction than recap on uh the events of earlier today uh those events being both team canada featuring rj barrett and team usa featuring jalen brunson and josh hart um neither of those teams is going to be winning the 2023 fiba world cup because both of them lost and got eliminated uh the team canada which uh god bless anyone else uh who got up at 4.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I didn't even think about people on the West Coast who may have got... I guess if you're on the West Coast, you probably just stay up late to watch that game. Um, To watch them lose to uh, the Serbians. Team Canada lost in a game that really wasn't close at all in the second half. I mean, it, it may have gotten... The lead may have gotten below 10 points a couple times, but it was... The, the Serbians, um, fueled by Bogdan Bogdanovic, but Really, it was, a, it was a team effort. A couple of guys played really well. They had a big man whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. That was wrecking havoc on um, anyone the, the Canadians tried to throw on him. Um, so that game happened first. Um, team Canada lost that. And then in the in the game, it's going to have people talking and it's going to spur much discussion, at least you know for a few days, I would imagine. Uh, team USA lost to Team uh, Germany. Uh, a team that certainly has some NBA players uh, and as is the case occasionally during these international competitions, you get, I don't want to say fringe NBA players, but like guys who are perhaps not all-star level NBA players coming and appearing as if they are uh, the best player on the floor. That had been Dennis Schroeder for much of this tournament. It was not Dennis Schroeder in this game, although Schroeder had a nice game, kind of nice uh, you know, pull, rained it back a little bit when he shot the hell out of or shot the ball a bunch of times. Did not shoot the hell out of the ball. Did the opposite of shooting the hell out of the ball in, in the Germans, uh, Germans' previous game, which they barely won. But he played well 
Franz Wagner is a guy who I could definitely see making some all star teams in the NBA. He was really outstanding. Uh, um, Daniel Tice, obviously, he's an NBA player. He was wrecking havoc, of course. Uh, but nobody, you know, it, not like Team Canada, right? This isn't like Team, if Team Canada had beaten Team USA, it'd be like, all right, Team USA on balance probably has you know, more high level NBA talent, but there's enough players that you recognize and you respect that it's, it's not, not the end of the world. This is being viewed, I think by many is a very big deal. And I think it, I think it should, and it should, um, here, the, the shouldn't, I think is easier for me to explain because quite simply, I don't know how, you watch this tournament, and I've been trying to keep a pretty close eye on it the route. I haven't watched every second of every game for sure, but I've watched enough. I don't know how you could watch a tournament in which France, who is like a basketball, they're a legitimate basketball power, did not maybe have, did not play their best certainly, and and didn't have all the guys that they will have next next summer in in uh, in Paris, their home country. Uh, but they got, I mean. They, they didn't even move on to the quarterfinals or to, to the round two, not even the quarterfinals, the round before the quarterfinals. Um, Spain, good basketball country, did not move on. And then you got the teams that actually showed up and performed really well, starting with the Germans, the team that beat the U.S. today, has not lost yet. They are undefeated in this tournament. Um, the Serbian team, who will be facing the Germans in the final. They've been outstanding. The Lithuanian team that beat the United States in a game that, yes, it didn't matter for the United States of America, but looked very good in that game. And they didn't even make it into the semifinals. Um, the Canadians, obviously. The Slovenian team featuring Luka Doncic. Uh, they had their moments where they looked good. The Latvian team looked pretty good at times. Like, you go through country after country after country, you know, and I'm not even getting going to get into the emerging countries, uh, you know, like South Sudan had a very nice showing in this tournament. Like it is so blatantly obvious to me that the United States advantage on the rest of the world, you know, and to say nothing, by the way, the fact that like Nikola Jokic didn't play in this tournament. Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't play in this tournament. Joel Embiid, we'll see if he wants to play next summer, who he wants to play for next summer. All that's still up in the air. He didn't play in this tournament. Like, there were good, certainly good foreign players, players from other countries, could have suited up for other countries. Kristaps Porzingis didn't play for Latvia in this in, in this tournament. I understand he's not all-NBA MVP caliber player, but he didn't play in this either. Wembenyama didn't play for France. Um, a lot of guys didn't play. So, again, I don't know how you could watch this and not think, man, the rest of the world is pretty good. Now, is America still the best? Yes. Should they still be able to win any tournament that they put their mind to winning? Yes. Did they put their best foot forward in this tournament? No. Um, is that a failure, even if other countries were not able to put their best foot forward? Yes, it is a failure. They should still win. They should have still won. Um, and the fact that they didn't win is an upset. But... I'm very much more towards the side of it's more of a sign of how far everybody else has come than, oh, my God, we should be so ashamed of ourselves. Um, and, yeah, you could say, well, all right, there's 
the best player on the team on Team USA is Anthony Edwards, who has still not made an All NBA team. I mean, that's going to change very soon. Uh, you know, he could win an MVP in a few years if if a couple things break right. But like, other than him, you're talking about a team filled with more All Star caliber players than All NBA caliber players. I mean, we can you know. I'm going to talk to Jeremy at some point this weekend for our usual pod, or, or I think Jeremy, Jeremy, Andrew, we'll we'll talk more about this from a Knicks perspective, and you know maybe try to figure out was Jalen Brunson the was he the second was he the third was he the fourth was he the fifth best player on this team like what you know whatever it is, but like the guys in that conversation right Tyrese Halliburton, um, you know Mikal Bridges certainly after how he performed, even the guys that disappointed. Jaron Jackson Jr. I'll get back to him in a second. Um, you know, Brandon Ingram. I'll get back to him in a second. Also, uh, these are like really, really good NBA players, but they're like a level below all NBA. So, no, this was not the A team. But then you think about, all right, well, what's going to be the A team in a year from now? Like, yeah, they'll have Tatum. Um, yeah, they'll have Devin Booker. So they'll have some more scoring punch. But then you look at it and you're like, well, was the scoring was that really the issue? I mean, yes, it was. They could have certainly been better, but I don't know. And certainly in this game today uh, against the Germans, like they couldn't get a stop. And that's the sort of thing that comes from playing together for a long period of time. You can only gain so much cohesiveness on the defensive side of the ball, at least with how this defensive or how this team USA tried to approach things defensively. You can only gain so much cohesion when you're together for a month or a month and a half, whatever it is. Um, you know, and it's not like the, you know, Team USA is going to, you know, recruit a 24-year-old Kawhi Leonard before next summer to just put on the opposing team's, you know, lead ball handler and like neutralize them like that. That guy doesn't, I'm not saying he doesn't exist. Maybe he does if I think about it a little bit harder, but there's no one to that level. And like the the guys that we're talking about, like, oh, this player will play, that player will play, you know, Kevin Durant, he may want to play, LeBron James may want to play. Um, Yeah, it'll make the offense a lot better. I don't know what's going to solve the defensive issues. The defensive issues, and this is where we get into the Jaron Jackson Jr. of it all. I think if there's one player who's going to get the brunt of the criticism from this. It is Jaron Jackson Jr. And then that that's probably a, a more worthy conversation about like how much would a Bam Adebayo or a Draymond Green or both of those guys, how much of a difference would they have made um, versus a, a guy in Jaron Jackson Jr. who obviously was defensive player of the year last year, but is also, not that he's that young, but he's just, you know, he just didn't perform up to the level that I think some other American centers, I mean, you could throw Anthony Davis in there. Um, Other American centers would have been able to, I mean, when you have people on Twitter saying, Oh, they should have played Walker Kessler more. Walker Kessler is a really nice player. But when we're sitting here talking about the, the team USA needs to play Walker Kessler to get to where we need to, like it tells you everything you need to know about really everything, how they played like this roster and like where they're going from here. And, and and who they're going to look to put on the team moving forward. Hey there, Knicks fans. It's your boy, Jonathan Macri. You've been hearing me talk about Barry and his team over at the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum for almost a year now. It's a partnership I'm very proud to be a part of because as a former personal injury attorney myself and a Knicks fan, I know the difference that a great legal team can make. 
Barry has been at this for over 35 years and has informed me that since the 2023 Knicks season ended, he has resolved cases in the amounts of 1.4, 1.5, 1.75, and $3.75 million, as well as obtaining winning results on many less significant cases. Just like the great basketball franchises, Weiss and Rosenblum's long track record of sustained excellent results speak for themselves. Visit them at weissandrosenblum.com today and explore for yourself, or better yet, give Barry a call at 212 212- 366-6100, where he will offer a consultation on your possible matter completely free of charge, as well as chat about the upcoming Knicks season as he has been a rabid fan for over 50 years. You know the tagline. If you think you might have a case, talk to a veteran attorney, not a rookie. No case is too big or too small. That number again is 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with a meal kit that handles all the meal planning and shopping and delivers everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part and you get to take the credit. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why they're America's number one meal kit. A busy fall schedule doesn't always leave you with time to spare. And with HelloFresh, you don't need to spend all evening in the kitchen to whip up a wholesome meal. With their quick and easy recipes and 15-minute meals, you can get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash 50FilmSchool and use code 50FilmSchool for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 50FilmSchool school and use code 50 film school for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Hello fresh America's number one meal kit. You know, I, I guess the more interesting conversation and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into it here. Cause again, I want to, I want to save it until I talk a little, a little bit more with someone else. I'm not just talking to myself. Um, you know, the idea of roster construction and fit and skill sets and, you know, not just trying to get the best guys, which like clearly, clearly Grant Hill and Steve Kerr and Eric Spolster and the coaching staff were extraordinarily cognizant of. You don't end up with a guy like Josh Hart on your team without thinking very specifically about roles and jobs and guys doing what they're good at. And I think they were extraordinarily cognizant of that. And it worked a little bit. Like Macal Bridges, for the most part, was out there doing what Macal Bridges is supposed to do. He's going to do a lot of those same things next year. And I imagine he's going to be on the team next year because he is the sort of guy where when you're talking about role and fit and skill sets, he's one of the most low maintenance players that exists because what does he do? He defends anyone at a high level. He hits threes always or often. And if you need a little creation juice and maybe a backup lineup or even you know, against other starters, he can give you a little bit of that too, but he doesn't need to give you that. And he's perfectly comfortable going an entire game without having a, a quote unquote creation opportunity. Um, so he's an ideal player for you. You know, obviously you have your Anthony Edwards of the world and, you know, Devin Booker goes in that category. Kevin Durant goes in that category. Um, you know, Jason Tatum goes in that category where it's like, they're your stars, you know, that, but that's, that's easy 
you want to tell me if there was another true, no doubt about it, you know, super duper star on this team, they would have won. I would hear that argument for sure. I would hear that argument. You want to tell me if they took out Brandon Ingram and replaced it with Kevin Durant that the U.S. is, is moving on to the final. I think there's a decent chance, assuming Durant was healthy and played pretty well. Um, so, yeah, but like you're also not going to have a team, you know, with all the respect to the dream team, you're not going to have a team full of super duper stars who their skill sets lie in self-creation. You still need to build a team. And even if this team, this roster maybe was a super duper star short of where they needed to be to win this, or at least win it at a, at, at a level where they didn't need to play, you know, at their 80th percentile or 75th percentile. I think, by and large, Team USA played. That's that's I'm burying the lead. I think Team USA played okay. They didn't play great today. Their defense, in particular, was poor today. Um, they missed some shots today, but they also scored a lot of points today. They've scored a lot of points all tournament long. Like I, I don't think they played badly. I don't think they represented themselves and like embarrassed the country or embarrassed themselves or anything like that. Like they went, they played. A, I thought they played a pretty good tournament. They just got beat. So when you're talking about assembling a roster to make sure or as best as you can make sure that if you go out there and you play again to your 70th or 80th percentile, you're going to win every tournament, which again, I think the U S is still capable of doing you. You really have to be very thoughtful about the other pieces and yet maybe you need a little bit of luck. Um, I don't know, but, that didn't work for as much as they were thoughtful about it. And this is what I was alluding to earlier when I was like, some of it's a, not a big deal. I think some of it may be a bigger deal. This is the part of it that I do think is kind of a bigger deal where it does seem like even as they were cognizant of it, they have fallen short of being able to figure out that perfect blend. Even considering they're going to get another super duper star or two to play next time. <laughs> um, which leads us, you know, and again, I'm not going to get too deep into it right now, but like Jalen Brunson, I thought Jalen Brunson played pretty good in this tournament, but it was a reminder that for as much as Jalen Brunson can be your nominal point guard and he could, you know, he could make all the basic reads and he could get you into your flow of your offense and the whole thing. Jalen Brunson is always going to be more comfortable with the ball in his hands. And, you know, he wasn't marginalized slash neutralized to the extent of a Brandon Ingram, because I think Brandon Ingram is m even more towards that, you know, ball centric focus, even though he can shoot off the ball and he can defend. Okay. Like Brunson gives you a little bit more by way of like, I'm, I could still help you out even if I'm not shooting it every time, but he's maybe not as good at that as a Tyrese Halliburton, who is capable of defending at a higher level and is certainly more, comfortable shooting it from outside. I do think there's going to be some takes about like more Halliburton, less Brunson maybe would have had the, the team USA in a better position in this tournament. And, and again, do I think it's ridiculous? Like, no, I don't think it's ridiculous. I also don't think it's like black and white. Yes. hundred percent because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. And even if, you know, a Halliburton, and this is just one example. You could go down the entire roster and have discussions about this concept, this concept of, you know, getting players to fit into roles 
um, and, and come up with, come out with a, a really ideal team construction, uh, like it all factors in. Um, and you know, just because Halliburton was maybe a little bit more of a seamless fit. Um, but at the same time, like here's the other part of it. I think the starting lineup, and I think this may part of, be part of why they took Ingram out. I think the starting lineup needed a little bit more creation juice. Again, and this goes back to the other part of it, which is like, okay, you got Anthony Edwards after your Anthony Edwards. Who's who's your next best creator? Is it? It might have. Maybe it was Bronson. Maybe it was McCall. Maybe it was, you know, freaking Austin Reeves. You know, he he had some really nice moments too. So these are all questions that they're going to have to consider. Um, I do wonder with the fact that he does like he is a defensive liability and with the fact that I would I would imagine Brunson is not going to be one of the top three or four creators like guys who are responsible for like really being the engine to the offense on the Olympic team even as much as he was like deemed like the captain and the leader and this and that for this team wouldn't be shocked if he's not named to the Olympic squad for next summer for the reasons I, I kind of just went into. Um, so, yeah, that's really it. I mean, they could have played better, but you could always play better. Certainly could have defended better. Um, it's disappointing. It's disappointing we don't get USA in the final. It's disappointing to a lesser extent we don't get USA versus Canada. That would have been really cool. Disappointing. Not, I'm not like, but again, I, I, I'm not shocked. And we'll see the roster that they put together. Um, between now and, and next summer. That's it. I've talked probably for about 15 minutes longer than I wanted to. Uh, I will be back with, uh, like I said, more fun and games uh, very soon. Uh, and I uh, hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Peace out. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.